0: Welcome back to the carousel, the number one podcast. <laughs> News, rumors, and scoop in college basketball. I'm Adam Gordon, joined as always, uh by Brian Burton from All
1: Access Sports Network. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm you fabulous. Been- I'm Network. fabulous. We're rocking today. We got all kind of it's sizzling. It's not even, is it noon yet? I guess it I guess it is in central. So it's rocking hot morning. Uh, definitely a, a big time. week. You picked a great week to go every day because there's definitely been plenty to talk about. So,
0: yeah, lots to get to for sure. Uh, you're coming straight off a panel from Embrace yeah. Us. Um, yes, yeah,
1: so I was with him. I'm a part of a group called Embrace Us um, led by Penny Collins. And we have a kind of a next up initiative to just help um, coaches, women and men at the Division two and NAI level just Understand about the transition to going division one, do's and don'ts. Uh, there's all kinds of things from speed dating to panel speakers to um, yeah, head coach panels. So it's, it's been really good. I just spoke on uh, about interviewing, uh, so that was fun. Uh, and got some great, uh, had some great people on with me. And yeah, excited to be here, fresh from one Zoom to the next.
0: Yeah, well, good, great stuff from Embrace Us, they're part of our DEI alliance. Yep. We have a statement coming out soon. Uh, we got a lot, we've got. 12 different organizations, part of the Alliance, so it's hard to coordinate and get things turned around quickly, but we do have a statement coming out shortly about the ETSU situation, which we want to continue to shine light on. Of course, Coach Jason Shea, we talked about it at length yesterday. Coach Shea uh, supported and knelt with his team uh, during the anthem, during a game uh, this season and was essentially forced out of his job after just his first year as a head coach. So, unbelievably disappointing. Um, There were a lot of uh, uh, state representatives from Tennessee, lots of boosters involved in, in putting pressure on the school president. It sounds like this is all unconfirmed, but it sounds like, I mean, that is certainly what's being reported and it sounds like that's what's happening. Um, so just unfortunate, we we certainly support Coach Shea and, and hope him and his staff uh, land on their feet. And, and listen, everything happens for a reason, um, but we're committed to continuing to shine light on this and uh, as with our DEI Alliance, which is why we started it, we're committed to, to standing up to social injustice, racism, uh, and we'll continue to, to, to do what we can uh, on the ground.
1: Yeah, extremely important topics, period. Uh, I think, you know, I give a lot of credit for rising coaches even back in the summer. I mean, not only, um, you know, was I inspired to lead Some social justice roundtables, but women in sports had um, you started one. And I just think uh, shining more light on these topics, whether we know how much impact it has, it has its own ripple effect. So I want to salute Adam, you and rising coaches for just being on the front lines to be advocates during all this. I mean, I'm not saying it's directly why so many minority hires have happened on the men and women's side, but I'm sure it plays a role. You know, the more awareness we can shine light on. So we definitely want to shine light with Jason Shea uh commend him for his character and his conviction to do what was right uh he made a decision their team made a decision before the year of how they wanted to handle things and he just continued to support them in that and that ended up costing him his job so uh somehow some way he's going to come out on top uh doesn't feel like it right now but we just want to make sure we're supporting him and shining light on this uh important topic
0: yeah absolutely and uh our, our executive director for the DEI Alliance, Daryl Jacobs, is doing an unbelievable job coordinating with all the different organizations. So, again, uh, look for a statement out from our group uh, later today. Uh, but as you mentioned, lots to get to today on the college basketball carousel. Holy cow. We've got to talk about North Carolina. We've got to talk about Texas. We've got to talk about Texas Tech. We've got to talk about DePaul. We've got to talk Lamar. we got lots to cover uh, in a short amount of time. Uh, before we do that, uh, I do want to just mention tonight, Brian. Tonight is day four. Oh, no.
1: Day four. Day, day
0: four of the Rising Coaches uh, Final Four Speaker Series. It's been an unbelievable week. Um, last night was fantastic. Uh, we had great speakers. Uh, Felicia Leggett Jack started us off. The head coach at Buffalo. Wow, she's she's amazing. Her passion just like jumps through the computer screen. I was fired up. I was ready to suit up and play, Brian. Um, absolutely. She, she was um, unbelievable. Todd Simon from Southern Utah was fantastic. He broke down his offense and had an unbelievable edit uh, that we watched. Joe Pasternak. Was, champion,
1: right? Todd Simon.
0: Absolutely. It's yep. Hey, we talk about it all the time when people win conference champions at, uh, at small schools, Won a conference championship at Southern Utah. Southern Utah. It doesn't happen Utah.
1: every day, Brian. No, it does not.
0: Uh and then uh Joe Pasternak from UC Santa Barbara, another conference champion. And then Mike McPaio from UC Riverside. Uh broke down a story, unbelievable story he has, and uh was really inspiring uh to hear to hear his uh his journey through coaching and how he got to where he is. Um and then tonight we've got Josh Passner from Georgia Tech, we got Luke Yaklich um from UIC, we got Marshall Cho from Lake Oswego High School. We got Rob Jones from Norfolk State. It's going to be another great evening. Um, if you are a member, you get to attend for free. If you're not a member, you don't want to be a member. Go to RisingCoaches.CoachesClinic.com,
1: or if you're just not a member yet, that too.
0: Yeah, that's right. And if you just want to test the waters, dip your dip your you know toe in the waters or whatever, uh, and pay fifteen dollars and get to to view the clinic and all the replays for seven days. You can do that at risingcoaches.coachesclinic.com um, or you can sign up to be a member today for Rising Coaches at risingcoaches.com. So, all right, we got our plug in. Let's get to it. We got to start uh, in in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And also, oh, I also forgot to mention, in addition to all these jobs, we got to get to our John Beeline watch later today as well. <laughs> uh, But today, April Fool's started off with Roy Williams announcing his retirement. Uh, There was a little speculation. Is this real? Is it not real? Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, it is real. Roy Williams, after 33 years, one of the greatest to ever do it, has uh, stepped away from the game. What do you think, Brian?
1: Yeah, good time to do it. I mean, we have COVID going on. Obviously, he probably wants to stay alive in in, uh, these times, but I mean, he still quit while you're on top, top enough. I don't know if North Carolina is going to take another step. Uh, they were bordering not making the tournament, uh, had a challenging year. And, yeah, he's just done such a good job. You've had such a good road. When were you on top with your fresh Nikes? He's always got fresh Nikes on. I love Jordan's He's always got fresh Jordans. He's always got his Jays on. So, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a smart time to do it. Lon Kruger, him, you know, let the next wave kind of take over right off into the sunset before this transfer portal gets too crazy. And, yeah, I would say smart decision.
0: Yeah, well, and what a career. Three national championships. Amazing career. Yeah, three national championships, Hall of Famer, um, the players that have come out of that program, the consistent level. That's what's crazy. You mentioned they had a down year this year. How many times are you able to say that about North Carolina? Like Not ever? very
1: often, if ever.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the consistency that you saw to this program during his tenure was unbelievable, unmatched, maybe only by Duke, you know, a Duke or Kansas. But this is one of the blue blood jobs. Um, And so it'll be interesting to see what they do here. Uh, I
1: think think to go out too. like, I think if I'm not mistaken, he got his 900 win this year, right? So I you think got, you're right. I think you're, you're right. right. You, you know, it's funny.
0: It's funny. This is a little unrelated, but I was talking, you know, everybody when Earl Grant got hired at Boston College is like, why? Why would he do that? Why? He's got no ties to that. Well, I was talking to Earl, and he's like, you know, the, Coach K is going to retire. In the next three to five years, you're going to have Coach K retire, Roy Williams retire, probably, you know, Leonard Hamilton's getting up there, Jim Boeheim. So yep. you, this, this ACC, which is like for years been the Mount Rushmore – Yep. You know the gold standard. It's going to be completely different and wide open, yep. potentially maybe. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, let's let's start throwing out some names. Obviously, way too early to tell um, who they're going to go for here at North Carolina. It
1: will be MJ. I can say that right now. It will not be. The ceiling will not be the roof with MJ.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm getting word right now. We've got our John <laughs> Beeline watch. We've got an unconfirmed rumor. <laughs> John Beeline was in Chapel Hill this morning. He had a light blue shirt on, sleeves rolled up.
1: Eating I don't know at you do with, with that
0: rumor, but that's what we're hearing right now.
1: <laughs> oh
0: uh, man. no, for real. I mean, obviously, we mention him with every job, and we joke about it. But you know, he's he's great. Um, but some of the North Carolina guys, this is one of those jobs. They, you know, there's Carolina guys, right? That's a thing. Uh, okay. You think about the guys uh, in the state. Uh, Lavelle Moton, not that he's a North Carolina guy, but he's in the Triangle um, at NC Central. He was close with Roy Williams. He's, you know, had as successful as a career as anybody at any level. Um, he'd be a home run. I think, um, you got guys like, you know, then you look at the Carolina tree and you got guys like Wes Miller, um, who was a very good player there. He's the head coach at UNC Greensboro. He's done an unbelievable job there, took him to the tournament. Uh, it, I mean, He's a young guy that's a heck of a jump, but he is a Carolina guy. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. I mean, I think that's one of the names you'll definitely hear. Uh, his name was connected to Wake Forest last year, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yep, yep. So that's right. Uh, he may well, have there's a big
0: difference between. There's a big difference between Wake Forest and North well, Carolina. Well,
1: I'm saying he may have known when that process was going on and not taking Wake Forest so that he could have this opportunity. Uh, they just yeah. went to the tournament this last year, if I'm not mistaken. They have back-to-back champions. Chips. Obviously, we didn't have an NCAA tournament last year. Um, yep. So a young guy who could potentially be the next guy to stay there for a tenure, because these are the type of jobs that people usually stay in for quite some time. Uh, and they've gotten it right most of the time. They've had a guy or two in between that maybe was a stopgap. But for the most part, they've always stayed in the family. And they've always kind of gotten it right.
0: At North Well, they haven't had to hire too many guys. Yeah, Dean Smith, who was there forever. Right. Um, I don't know who took over right after him, but then Matt Doherty, you know, was, you know, had an okay stint there. Um, but then it was right into Roy Williams, was which then
1: brief, brief, brief window where they maybe didn't yeah. get it all the way right. Still, still a good hire for the time. No disrespect to Matt, but yeah, this is this is a this is a this is the blue blood. Like you talk about blue bloods, North Carolina is the Carolina blue blood. Um Yeah, I I don't know who they would hire. Hubert Davis, is he on staff? He played there as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Hubert
0: Davis, of course, is going to be a name that's thrown around. What do you think about Lavelle Moton? Let's talk about that one. Uh,
1: I don't think he has any shot at this job. No? I don't think so. But I'm not mad at him. He's done a great job. I think he's a good coach. Um, I think he will get a shot if he chooses to leave North Carolina Central, or is he going to be the Roy Williams of North Carolina Central? I don't know. But I don't think they will go outside of the family for this job. This is – Again, a top job in the country, so it's going to attract people that maybe even we're not even thinking of, like, uh, like uh, somebody who played there that may just decide they want to get in coaching. Obviously, Stackhouse is at Vanderbilt; he doesn't count. But uh, you know, Rasheed Wallace, let's go. I was going to say that. Let's maybe start we the we campaign do, right now. Let's do Rasheed Wallace. Wallace watch. <laughs> let's start the campaign, Rasheed
0: Wallace. Where are you, sir? Oh, we need you at Chapel Hill. Um, no, some of the, some of the. Okay, so you you look into. Um, like the tree, right? King Rice. Here's the problem. North Carolina is just such a big job. Huge a, tree. So King Rice has done an unbelievable job at Monmouth. Coach of the year. Yes, over the year. He's won multiple conference championships at Monmouth, which is actually it's a pretty good job, but they haven't, they don't have this great tradition there, I don't think. Right. Um. But that's probably a too big of a jump. I know he's a Carolina guy. He was a great player. Um, Yeah, yeah, so going back to Lavelle, he's
1: he's outside the family and that's a huge jump from HBCU. So I don't think that's happening. No disrespect to Lavelle. But King Rice, similar, but in the family, has won championships. Still just a huge jump from that place to that place. Not saying they won't do it, but – Yeah. Then you got – North Carolina's a different
0: animal. Then you got Jared Haas at Stanford who, you know, had a great tenure at UAB. Now he's, done a, he's done a very good job at Stanford, but yes, maybe not good enough to get the North Carolina job? I don't know. I mean, they're good. They're competitive. Uh, they've been a tournament team. They've produced pros, but they're not like consistently in the top 25. Does that matter? Right. I don't know. What do you think of Jared Haas?
1: Yeah, this job is just so high profile. You, you can't get yeah. Kentucky, Duke, Carolina. You can throw UCLA in there, even though UCLA's probably not as much of a blue blood in the recent years as much. They're in the
0: Final Four. They are in the Final Four
1: now, and they did a heck of a job hiring Mick Cronin. Heck of a job, great hire, Uh, and he was not in the quote-unquote family. But I do think you're going to figure out an experienced person that's wanted a high level that has had high-level recruits or an experienced name that they feel really good about that's like, hey, this is our guy, the whole Carolina family is getting behind it. See, I don't
0: think you're going to find anybody in the family like that. I mean, you mentioned Hubert Davis. He's he's right. as beloved as anybody in the family, um, but he doesn't have that coaching experience. Right. Go with that. That's fine. He, I'm sure right. he would do a good job. Um, I would
1: say not probably likely, though.
0: Probably not likely. Again, not likely. Uh, this is that type of job where you could get a John Beeline, a proven winner, go outside the family because, I mean, once you hire him, he's in the family. Right, um, that's who I'm calling personally. Me personally, I'm I'm getting John Beeline on the phone. Uh, I was talking to somebody else about that, and they were like, "Why would you go get another old white dude that probably doesn't have that much longer?" Because you're North Carolina, and the expectation is to get to the Final Four, and he's a guy that can get you there really quickly and like proven, yeah. proven you can get you there. Yeah, know.
1: the, expect- the expectations to win national championships, so you want to get somebody who could potentially do that. So. I'll throw out a random name just because we're having fun. Kelvin Sampson.
0: I was thinking about him earlier today, too. Why, yeah. not,
1: why not Why not go get Kelvin Sampson and go outside of the family? Yep. He's got some Carolina ties himself, but he's one of the best coaches in the country. Hands no down. one's
0: done a better job than Kelvin Sampson.
1: One of the best coaches in the country, and he is not. Right. So then his son gets Houston, so maybe that gets a little trickier. Maybe his son goes with him, but, uh yeah, I I'm just throwing out a random name, but if you want to hire one of the best coaches in the country, he's that.
0: Absolutely. Totally agree. Would be would be thrilled for Kelvin Sampson. Um, he seems really happy at Houston. I don't know that. I agree. I agree with that. He seems really
1: happy there. He's Got his family with him. He's doing it big in Houston. He may never leave because he can win a national championship there. So I'm not sitting here saying that he should take the job. I'm just saying if you're Carolina, you're working that you want to get the best of the best so no not a random name doesn't mean it's real i'm just throwing no, if, it out they, my opinion. If, they,
0: if they throw out the offer he should take it though come on no man. doubt no I doubt i know he's happy uh houston's a lovely place but uh this is north like, carolina
1: lebron to the lakers it's like what else can i do here like come on
0: is mj how involved is mj in this search not at all
1: you not at all no don't ask him his opinion what? Say MJ. what do you think about this but not involved He's got a team to run. He's got. He's not involved. He's going to stick his nose in there. Come on, it's MJ. He'll stick it um, in there. But I don't think he's going to be a decision maker. How He'll about be. Kenny
0: the Jet Smith outside the gate, outside the box? I like table. that one.
1: I like that one. I don't think he's going to do it, but I like that one. I like that one. I think he's yeah. having too much fun. He's having too much fun, like always having the answers. He's right. on his set. He's like me and you. He's, he doesn't care. <laughs> so yeah. what is what does he have to lose? He's always right. He's undefeated. I don't think he's leaving that space.
0: All right, text us, uh, DM us, uh, slide us some comments on on social media. We'd love to hear your take. We'd love to hear any scoop you've heard. Um, but
1: uh, I'll say this about Samson. it's similar to the next job we're going to talk about with Chris Beard. He has Chris Beard maxed out what you can do at Texas Tech. He maxed out. You can You're probably not winning a national. He went all the way to the national championship game.
0: Well, how can you say you're not going to win a national championship? They were they were a game away from winning the national it's championship. It's not
1: likely they're even going to go back. It's Texas Tech. I'm just saying. Right. It's, it's hard to likely. sustain it.
0: It's, it's hard, hard to sustain it.
1: That's my point. It's hard to sustain it. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's hard to sustain what Kelvin Sampson's done in Houston, but it would be a similar situation where you just take one of the best jobs in the country after you've done what you've done there. So anyway, Chris Beard to Texas. I think everybody thought it. Everybody thought this was his job we uh, yeah. had to refuse once Shaka decided to do something else, and Shaka decided to do something else, and here we are. Chris Beard was at Texas at one point in time, I believe, as a manager, maybe. Uh, uh, no,
0: he was a manager at Indiana by he night, was, I believe. Right?
1: He was, I want to say he was something at Texas. I, I may not know what I'm talking about. Somebody correct me. That's watching and send a DM or something. But uh, well, yeah, he, big time hire.
0: Yeah, and this was the one that you know everyone thought it was going this way. It took a little bit longer to finalize, and I think people expected and that's where sure, you start a little, of red
1: tape, little bit of red tape
0: yeah but um yeah absolutely okay we're getting yeah he did go to school there oh Comp- thank see? you he won west that's texas what I that's what i red- thought oh, okay what love. was the bobby knight deal i thought he worked, knight. Knight,
1: he worked for bobby knight Bobby he worked for in texas tech oh so okay right. in texas see thank okay, you, you you were on it no, on you were on it
0: i was wrong my mistake my apologies.
1: yeah he wanted to go he wanted to go back he's back um yeah could could, could not get a more Big time of a hire. This is the hire. That, again, Shaka coming in last time when they hired him off the Final Four, great hire. But the part that was missing with Shaka is did not have ties to the state of Texas. state of Texas is a different beast to recruit in. To uh, it's, it's near and dear home to me. So, yeah, you got to have a Texas guy if you're really going to make, make sense. Uh, Texas A&M did a great job last year hiring Buzz. That guy – or two years ago, it made sense. Now you got Chris Beard back at Texas. Talk about some uh, talk about some recruiting wars that are about to go down. Man, I love it.
0: Okay, let's talk Texas Tech. Where are you going? Uh, where are you going from there? Yes, thank uh, you, Mario. He was the Bobby Knight connection, as you said, Brian. Was at was that Texas Tech? Yes. So speaking of Texas Tech, who, who do you give it to? Mark
1: Adams, longtime assistant there. Probably not. Chris Beard has done a really good job of places that he's been. He's helped the guy get the job. So if you look all the way back, you know, from McMurray, he helped Cliff Curry get the job, Cliff Carroll get the job, Angelo State, he helped uh, Cinco Boone get the job, Wes Flanagan got the Little Rock job when he left. So I would think Chris Beard is going to do everything in his power to get Mark Adams' his job. That's my opinion. That's the kind of person Chris Beard is. He knows he's all about helping his, his guys get jobs. Uh, that would be the first name that I would say – deserves to get the job because what they've done is incredible. And yeah, that's what I'm going to say.
0: All right. We're getting a lot of chatter on social media, which I love. Uh, Mario says Mark Adams is going with Beard. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Um, They've done a great job. He has done a great job, like setting up his successors. But there's really only so much you can do. You really don't have all the leverage there. It's the AD's choice, the president's choice. I love Mark Adams. I think he's a great coach. I think he would do a great job. He's elite, elite
1: defensive mind, elite. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um, uh, oh, he's, yeah. pro- he's probably going with Chris Beard. But, again, Chris Beard, if, if you know him and you mm-hmm. see his track record, he fights for his guys to get hit their jobs behind him. So I'm just going to go with the trend that he's already set and say that Mark Adams to Texas Tech. Uh, I like Mark, it. There's already rumors about who he's going to bring with him to Texas. There's rumors about um, – Here's one right former here. I'm assistants play. that have been there. Uh, there's rumors that former assistants that have been there. There's KT Turner's a, a, is the associate head coach last time or last year, this past year. Uh, you got Chris Ogden who worked for him, who played at Texas. Uh, people have mentioned the UTEP head coach that he may go. Uh, I think that was on coaches changes earlier today that he may be the associate coach. He was a longtime Texas assistant for Rick Barnes. Uh, who knows what he does, but I think he's going to fight for Rick, uh, for Mark Adams to get the job. And D1
0: Texas Bball dropping some scoop here as well. I just got a text. Um, I like it. I like it. The some
1: interaction today. We got all kind of stuff going. No, I love it. It makes it so cook- much more. Fun. We're cooking with hot grease
0: today, no doubt. Um, got an anonymous text from the from the the hotline, the tip line uh, from the Texas Tech admin. It would be they would be crazy not to consider Mark Adams. Have Supposedly, this is coming from somebody on the inside.
1: I mean, uh, again, we'll you're see. Texas Tech. Don't get beside yourself, right? You are Texas Tech. Chris Beard was at Texas Tech with Bobby Knight. That's how that's why he went back. That was a big part to him. Um yeah, you could come and bring somebody from outside and try to make a splash, but Mark Adams knows how to win there. So yeah, maybe and maybe some of the staff stays with him that's already there. Maybe hires a new staff, but regardless, I think he should be the front one to at least get a shot.
0: Uh, no question. Um, but speaking of, like, his guys, I'm going to try to share this photo here. Um, speaking of, like, how he does a good job getting his people in, how about his boy? Oh, yeah. Joe Golding. There they are. The best picture to come out of this year. Can you guys see Con this?
1: Concan. Con yeah. Joe well, Golding, so, obviously, so has done a great so here's job. here's a little behind-the-scenes curtain, right? So <laughs> – when I was at Abilene Christian with Joe Golden, we were Division Two uh, in a Lone Star Conference. And Chris Beard was 15 minutes down the street as the head coach at McMurray, which was also Division Two at the time, which was in not our conference, in another conference. Um, so, yeah, I heard about the stories in CanCon Can- time and time again. Um, we had as much as we went to each other's practices and we had – uh, I probably Joe didn't probably always go to the dinners, but I went to the dinners with Beard because he's a single guy and all of his assistants are there and hanging out. And uh, I have stories for days. day. So that's a different podcast. But Joe Golding would be great if they chose not to go with Mark Adams, one of uh, Beard's best friends. And obviously has done an unbelievable job. He has a little bit to thank Joe Golding for beating Shaka in, in, in the first round i yeah, know that he wanted to leave uh, to go to Marquette and, and Shaka would do a tremendous job at Marquette. No knock to Shaka. But um, yeah. And another name people are mentioning is Grant McCazin. Naturally he was there, I believe as a director of operations early in his career, uh, <laughs> uh, as the director of operations early in his career, his wife played soccer there. His name is always going to be mentioned um, as a guy who anything regionally, Big 12, his name is mentioned with OU. His name should be mentioned with Texas Tech. So, Paul Mills Mills is the other one. Yeah. Yeah, Baylor, Sweet 16 with ORU, another name you have to mention as a hot name right now for possibility for this job. Well, everyone
0: talks about Jerome Tang for all these other jobs. What about for Texas Tech?
1: Yeah, I think Jerome Tang absolutely should be in a conversation for – any job that's regional, I don't care if it's high major, mid-major, low major. I think he's that good. Um, he is a huge reason why Baylor has been good the last 17 years. And, um, yeah, you can't find a better person on top of that in recruiter and coach. Not just a coach, not just a recruiter, elite at both. And everyone loves a dude in the state of Texas, so he'll clean up on the trail. So I, I think those other names are probably the first names. Uh, I don't know if Tang is as much – a name probably in the front runner for this, but, um, yeah, with as much Domino's as moving, I'm pretty sure Tane's going to get one of these things here pretty soon.
0: Okay. Uh, moving on to the next job, uh, and we talk about this all the time. Everyone always has their scoop and their opinions, and then it comes out of left field, Tony Stubblefield. For the ball. <laughs> Let's go. Congratulations. Oregon, you.
1: longtime Oregon assistant, Tony's – uh recently ad- got named, I think, this year associate head coach at Oregon, I think.
0: That's right. He is the associate coach, and he's been there. He's been in the game for decades. Um, uh, he was at Cincinnati before Oregon, uh, and had some really good seasons there. Um, he's a Colorado guy. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that. I did not he's know a that. Colorado guy.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Obviously, he's he's done a great job. Um, I don't know much about him. I'll I'll be the first to admit, uh, but I but I see in respect his journey. Uh, he's been at all different levels, from the highest to the lowest, um, and certainly has has earned it. Um, but not a name that anybody was talking about, right? No,
1: no. <laughs> I don't know if he's a name that anybody's talked about in a long time for jobs. I mean, no, we don't hear about. It. Yeah, when you talk about assistant coaches that have a respect and is a fixture and has gone to recruited countless pros, recruited begin uh, had so much success as an assistant, especially at Oregon. Um, you just kind of think he's always going to be there, similar to how people always thought Kenny Payne was just going to be right there by Calipari and recruiting yeah. real high level dudes. So uh, it makes sense from the standpoint of if you're going after Kenny Payne, and if you say I want a guy who's the associate coach at one of the best programs in the country that's recruited some of the best pros that we've seen or players, prospects, then Tony Stubblefield makes sense in a Kenny Payne category. Those guys are very similar. You couldn't get Kenny Payne if you wanted that profile, which sometimes these jobs are about the profile, they went and got the next best thing as far as somebody who fits that profile in Tony Stubblefield. Countless countless pros, uh, again, just a very good person on top of that. I mean, he's paid his dues. Uh, He's one of those guys you kind of think, like, is he ever going to get a shot? And I'm just happy for him that he got a chance to to, to lead this program. And, um, yeah, definitely a different, different spectrum from what the last coach was. And they've had good recruiting classes there, but I would imagine DePaul is going to be uh, one of those places that can get players done, recruited, five stars, whatever it may be. They're going to have high-level players um, that are always going to be in conversation considering DePaul. So, yeah, excited for Tony Stubblefield.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to your point, you kind of like, you know, even though I don't know much about him, and it's a little bit of a head scratcher in terms of people who hadn't talked about it, it makes you think he's probably a guy that kept his head down and just worked and did his job. Didn't worry about the recognition. And and so you like to root for that. You like to see those guys get rewarded. Okay. Um, okay. But clearly I think you're a hundred percent right. Clearly the administration there felt like they needed to upgrade the level of talent yep. that was coming through the program. Yep. Uh, and I think you're probably right. They, they struck out on kenny payne who's the next best you know recruiter uh, that no one's talking about tony stubblefield here he is The, the, DePaul yeah, and, the I, game.
1: and i say this too to kenny payne's respect and tony stubblefield kenny payne you look at what happened in kentucky this year i'm not saying it's directly because of that but kenny payne not only recruited high level dudes but there's a certain understanding and trust that's built when you get those guys to come And when it gets hard, if you can lead those guys through that and you're the bridge between it, that's really valuable. And I think Tony Stubblefield and and guys like those guys that have been at the top and recruited those elite level players that have this enormous expectation and you're figuring out how to still win with those guys. Kentucky didn't win this year. You know, Kenny Payne wasn't there. So Tony Stubblefield, I believe, will do a great job, I think more guys like him need to get a shot because Oregon wouldn't be as good as Oregon's been just like Kentucky isn't as good as Kentucky without those guys doing what they do. So,
0: yeah. And, and the people. Yeah. And obviously he can go, I mean, like if you work for Dana Altman for all those years, you've picked up a few things about the game of basketball no and just question. all the places he's been Cincinnati, Nebraska, Omaha, all of them, um, Texas, Arlington. I mean, he's been around a lot of different winning programs.
1: And, so, and, so, and some of this is some of this is overrated, right? Like, if you don't have – we all know this saying. If you don't have the Jimmies and Joes, your X's and O's do not matter, right? right? So to give DePaul a chance to have some of the better players that will be in that league will give them a great chance to win. I'm sure he knows how to coach. I'm sure he knows X's and O's. Culture is probably the next best, biggest thing. Outside of getting players, hiring a great staff, and having a great culture, which I'm sure he'll do. So excited for Tony Stubblefield.
0: Yeah. Uh, just uh, Mike McPyle last night at the Final Four Speaker Series listed like the most important things you can do for your program. Recruit, number one, hire, Ske- schedule number. Schedule hire. was number two. yep, And then culture was number three. Gotcha. Um, that's the Kyle Smith St. Mary's tree way of thinking and yep. a lot of truth to it.
1: I think there's a ton of truth. I've always heard it the same way. Recruit. Did you say recruit first?
0: Uh, recruit number one schedule number two and then culture number three
1: yes yeah, so I've always heard the higher but then you put the culture together but yes those four I love it
0: um Lamar Alvin Brooks man you were calling you were calling the younger Brooks the third
1: I think the world was calling the younger Brooks I think it was a diversion I think the family set up a diversion <laughs> for dad to get the job.
0: Here goes the conspiracy theories. Yes,
1: I love it. First love of all,
0: is, is this right here? Is it senior or is it the second? It is
1: senior. It is senior. Okay, for, okay. As Just far make sure as it, I know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I um, hate to make an error, but it wouldn't be the
0: first time. Um, that's okay. Yeah, congrats. I mean, I'm
1: Hall of Fame player at Lamar. Um, so I worked at Lamar. So Lamar is a near and dear place to my heart. I uh, spent three years there and had an unbelievable ride during that time um, of Division One, going from being. One in four games. To Then when we left, we were picked to – when I left, they were picked to win the tournament. So uh, I say that to say Alvin Brooks is a Hall of Famer there at the school. Just got put in the Hall of Fame, I believe, in the, within the last two years. Was a head coach early in his career at the University of Houston. I believe it's been 20 years since he's been a head coach. So these are those things that we talk about, like guys not getting another chance. In particular, minorities not getting a second chance – once you get one, it's like you don't get another one. So amazing job he's done. He's been on multiple championship-level programs. Let's talk about his resume a little bit. UTEP with Gillespie, won championships, then goes to Kentucky. Obviously, that didn't go great. Uh, comes back. Now he's at Houston. He was on the last staff at Houston uh, with Coach um, – what am I drawing a blank on his name? It'll come back to me. Coach Dickey? Is that right? Uh,
0: Coach Dickie, did he, he did yeah, have a little thing he, there, didn't he, he?
1: Was, he was there? And then Coach uh, Sampson gets the job, he stays, which again says a lot about who he is. They keep him on, they win, do an unbelievable job at Houston. Um, obviously, his son is uh one of the most beloved guys in the business as well. AB3, and then for Alvin Brooks Sr. to get this opportunity, uh, just so happy for him, you know, again, just you love to see the quality, high, high integrity character guys. Uh, that put their nose down. He's not a self promoter. He's not a guy who is talking about this or that. He just puts his head down and works and wins and has tremendous, tremendous relationships. He's been a great mentor to me, along with many others. Uh, he's going to do a fabulous job.
0: Daryl Jacobs, the executive director from the DEI Alliance, chiming in. Yeah, in. He likes okay,
1: let's go. Let's go.
0: He likes the Lamar hire. He likes the DePaul hire. Let's well go. Well done. Well done. It- Is Lamar a good job? I don't know anything about it. Is it a good job?
1: So, Lamar was an elite job in the Southland. It changes a little bit in the wax. Still a really good job, I think, uh, in my humble opinion. But probably a little more middle of the pack than at the top because you have Grand Canyon now. You have New Mexico State. You have Stephen F. Austin's coming with you. Abilene Christian is now going with you as well. Uh, I believe Southern Utah with Todd Simon, which is not necessarily a great job, but – Really competitive league as far as uh, the teams in the league now. You have Utah Valley who won a co-championship. Um, Sam Houston State's coming too, so a lot of really good basketball programs. UTRGV just hired Matt Figure. He's a good coach, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, really, really, extremely competitive in this league. But Lamar is a good job. Great facilities. Great location. Great history. Coach Brooks will be. Uh, I'm glad they hired one of their own. I love it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. We're getting another John Beeline update. <laughs> He's been spotted in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, apparently, he took the direct. It must have been a private chat from Tampa so this morning.
1: Wearing red, or is he still wearing Carolina blue?
0: Unconfirmed rumors that John Beeline in a quarter zip in Lubbock, Texas, uh, this afternoon.
1: Black quarter. Can't zip. confirm it, but yeah. that's what we've heard. I got it. I got it. I like it. Uh, he, might, uh, he might. He might end up in in Norman a little bit too. I don't know. That was yesterday. Mm-hmm.
0: That was yeah, he was in Norman unconfirmed rumors that he was in Norman yesterday. What right. we
1: got anything new on Oklahoma? Uh no, nothing new. Me neither. New. Great job. Nothing new. Nothing new.
0: Uh we got through it, Brian. Anything else that, that we need to address, talk about? Uh, no,
1: I think that I think that was pretty good for today. I think that was pretty good. We got Yeah, get- a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Um, we, did, we did hear though for what was it? Austin P that they wanted to make a decision by Friday. So we may have some more news tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and it looks like uh I'm just checking Hoop Dirt real quick to see if we missed anything. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna have a decision
1: by tomorrow. Come on. That's really fast. Hey, you never know. Never you know. You
0: never know. But that's in that's
1: in the world of the carousel, you never know. You never know. That's right.
0: Any small college
1: stuff to talk about? It's like like expect the unexpected. When you're in a carousel, expect the unexpected.
0: Let me just check the – oh, we got got another rumor from the tip line. line. I like it. On Oklahoma. Let me pull up the Oklahoma graphic here. Eduardo Nahara, former Dallas Maverick superstar involved. I like it. I would like it. I like there's
1: it. A, there's a trend of hiring former players. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I'm he- probably the best uh, Hispanic player that's maybe ever played in college basketball. It was a monster.
0: I'd love to hear. I know Lucas Ramirez is, is, is listening. What, I'd love to got, hear Lucas, that. What do you got for us? What do you got for Lucas us? Lucas is involved in the Latino Association of Basketball Coaches is that a fair statement? What Brian Lucas just said. Is the best. best Latin American to play in college basketball. Um,
1: That'd be right, Lucas. Come on. And where man. is
0: he? Where is Eduardo? I know. I know he coached with the Mavericks after his playing career. I think uh, he was with the Texas Legends G League team. Where is he now? Does do we know? Anybody? Bueller. Nobody. All right, we got Porter Porter Moser to to Oklahoma? Question mark from Jortizi. I don't know jortizi Oh, that's that's Ortiz. What's up, man? Hey, hey, Jonathan Ortiz. Porter Moser to to Oklahoma. What do you think, Burton?
1: Uh, yeah, I've said it on here before. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's fit. Um, I think guys like him and McCaslin um, that have kind of proven winning over a span of time makes sense. So I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Okay, um, Lucas. Lucas says Eduardo Nahara is currently with the Mavs organization. Is he the best Latin American Come on. Come on. college athlete of all time? Let's let's just think. You got uh, who? Who else is out there? JJ Barea. Um, who else uh, has been great in the that's played college basketball? Of course, you think the best ever. You know, you start thinking Ginobili. Um, who else? I'm getting nothing. I'm getting crickets here. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, I can't have this debate by myself. I don't know enough. Yeah, I'm saying tomorrow night. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, all right. Tomorrow. Well, what time you tomorrow? Tomorrow we're back at noon Eastern. Uh oh. Yeah. Good call, Mario. I like that name. He was nope. good. He was good. No, he's not the same as it. But he was a he was a beast. He was a beast. He was a, he was a high motor. Flying around the place, could score, could do it all. He was about a six five guard, wasn't he, Mario? I think from Colorado, another Colorado guy. Or, or at least he went to high school there. Like um, it.
1: tomorrow. I gotta run. I know you're gonna close out the show. I'll yes, be back noon, tomorrow. Can't wait. Noon Eastern tomorrow.
0: Hope to see you guys back on there. Um, and uh as always, uh tune in tonight, day four of the of the rising coaches final four speaker series. Uh, If you're a member, you get to attend for free. Uh, Tonight, we've got Rob Jones from Norfolk State. We've got Josh Passner from Georgia Tech. We've got Luke Yaklich from UIC and Marshall Cho from Lake Oswego High School, former former home of Kevin Love. Uh, And uh, if you're a member, you get to attend for free. Um, If you're not a member, you can sign up at risingcoaches.com. Or if you just want to watch Uh, the conference and not sign up for a membership, you can do so for $15 at risingcoaches.coachesclinic.com. If you missed any part of the show, uh, you can go back and listen to it on the podcast later today. Uh, And while you're listening to it, make sure you leave us a review, five stars only. And uh, we hope to see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.